Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. On the day that Americans from one coast to another honored our war dead in Loveland, Ohio, there was something extra special about the ceremony as the town also unveiled a monument to those from that community who fell in World War II. But it wasn't a brand new monument. It was actually three quarters of a year or three quarters of a century old. It turns out the community put up the octagonal shaped structure in the closing days of that war. But in the 1950s, it was temporarily put in storage while construction went on nearby, but no one ever put it back. Fast forward to 1983, when a man named Chris Moore moved to town as a boy, and his dad, being a new homeowner and finding an octagonal building in the backyard, quickly began using it at a storage shed. And that's what it was until last year, when now as an adult, Chris held an estate sale after his dad passed. The town's fire chief asked to buy the shed for his own personal use, but the longer he looked at it, the more he realized what it was. A local museum curator confirmed the find. It was then redonated back to the city after it had been missing for 77 years. <laughs> it's like no one was paying attention in that whole town, you know. <laughs> That's pretty sad, Cliff, really. Well, you know, I, I at first I thought, yeah, um, that's true. And then I thought, you know, people like my grandfather, who came home from World War II and didn't really want to dwell on where he had been, they wanted to move forward. <laughs> so it would seem more logical when you put it in that perspective. In the 50s, people really weren't thinking about the war all that much. They were trying to get on with their lives and move forward. So you might understand how it would turn out that way. It's odd that it would be gone that long and not one person, <laughs> no. though, would go, hey, there used to be something here. <laughs> You know, I can remember yeah. when the laundromat used to be in Owensville. I could take you to the spot right now, and that's just a laundromat, Cliff. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the place where it was at. We'll tell you about that on the news as well. The Gibson Southern softball team heads to Bedford North Lawrence with the regional championships on the line. That and more coming up on the news at 7 o'clock. I absolutely love, Cliff, the sound effects at the Overlook Lounge <laughs> that you have. That's, that's, it makes no, it that, thrilling. That was not a sound effect. That was an actual real fire truck. Oh, well, I thought maybe you were throwing sound effects in to, you know, oh, like no. perk up the news update a little bit. So that was real. Oh, yeah, that was a real thing. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, Cliff, today is Slip a Coin Day, and I've been deciding all morning whether I should celebrate this, and I've been just trying to figure out, should I even tell this story? Okay. Because yesterday, this is straight up true. Yeah, I did a bad, bad thing yesterday at the cemetery a involving a preacher. Now I don't know how a preacher. Much. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's wait until after the seven o'clock news, Cliff. Because okay. uh, you know I want to. I, I can't wait until after this. Try to get it in a good. I want to get in good a little bit before then. We'd now more facts about that oncoming barrage of cicadas. You probably didn't know. We've already talked about the fact that what they eat underground before they come to the daylight, can give them a fungus similar to what's ingested in hallucinogenic mushrooms. That not only causes the bugs to live their entire lives above ground, high as a kite, it also causes their butts to fall off, something they don't realize because they're high. 
it's also worth knowing that no matter how creepy the bugs appear and how much it might freak you out to have them buzzing around you, they won't bite because they don't have jaws. So that means they get their nourishment by consuming a lot of liquids, using a straw-shaped structure at their mouths to suck fluids from trees and tree roots. And like everything else in the animal kingdom, drinking a lot of liquids leads to one thing. Actually, the number one thing. So when the cicadas start flying and screaming and you feel rain, even though there's not a cloud in the sky, that's not rain you're feeling. The cicadas are actually peeing on you. <laughs> Remind me, Cliff, to write down that I don't want to come back as a cicada. That, that, oh. that is not the life I want to live when I come back. Okay. If I come back. <laughs> All right, Cliff, here's my story. I'm going to leave some of the details out. <laughs> oh, you... The gory details. Well, some of the <laughs> some of the details out of this. Yesterday, okay. I'm at the cemetery, not the one in my backyard, but the one a couple of miles away from me. Okay. And as I'm getting into my car, I run into a preacher, reverend, minister, pastor, whatever you want to say there. Yeah. And uh, as I'm getting into my car, we have a little discussion amongst ourselves, and then yeah. he says, "Would you like for me to say a prayer just for you?" <laughs> now, I've okay. never had a preacher ever ask that, me that question before, Cliff. Oh, and at first okay. I thought, boy, that's a, that's pretty impressive. And then my next thought was immediately after, hold it. Yeah. This guy has the ear of the big man upstairs. Does yeah. he know something I don't know is coming up here? <laughs> <laughs> what Would you not think that, Cliff? No, I would totally think that. He's is got there, the inside there, track. Is is there something going on I'm not aware of yet? Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly what I thought. So I said, yeah. if it's not as long as your sermons, let's do this. No. <laughs> you threw the preacher under the I bus. did. Well, he, he knows things about me, Cliff, that I don't okay. even know yet, evidently. <laughs> and so he goes through this, and it was brief. I will say that. It was very oh, so he nice. said the. He said the prayer right there. Oh, yes, right there. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. And so he took his hat off, threw it on the hood yeah. of my car, and yeah. he did this this prayer right there just for me. Oh, okay. And I'm like, you know, I'm feeling like invincible when I leave there. And I thanked him for yeah. doing this, although he probably was glad I left. <laughs> and I took off for Fort Branch. Yeah. And I went to a drive through and this thing was like creeping along. Yeah. So 15 minutes later after this blessing, Cliff, yeah. I'm sitting in a drive-thru, going to pick up, you know, not the healthiest food in the world. I was going to say, if it's a drive-thru in Fort Branch, you were probably getting some blizzards. Yes, and <laughs> I'm sitting in this line that's not leaving. 15 minutes after this yeah. blessing... Yeah. And I'm cussing up a storm thinking, <laughs> oh my, I have blown this blessing <laughs> on a stupid drive-thru, Cliff. I should have blown it like somebody's trying to rob me. I think you can cuss during a robbery and God's like, that's okay. He was getting robbed. Yeah, I think you get a pass there. But yeah. I don't think you can get a pass, Cliff, in a drive-thru no. trying to get food that's not healthy for you. So now I'm feeling bad about all so, of this. Clearly, whatever the preacher said didn't sink it in. It didn't take. I'm going to have to say that. And I'm kind of embarrassed by it now, Cliff. This just popped up on the uh, computer screen here, Cliff. Okay. It's talking about um, kissing. 
Kissing. Yes. And okay. it's a survey that says two-thirds of us think that we are fantastic kissers. and only And only 3% say they're actually terrible at it. <laughs> okay. And it also goes to say, Cliff, that uh, yeah. most of yeah. us, most of us, yeah. have fond memories of our very first kiss. Mm. Do you recall your first kiss, Cliff? <laughs> Do you recall it? I believe so, yeah. Do you have fond memories of that? I do. Oh. Well, I was hoping you didn't because I got a horrible <laughs> memory of mine. Oh, well. <laughs> Who would have thought? it's time for another confession. Well, <laughs> you know, it's kind of weird. It kind of goes with the cemetery story. Oh, it does? <laughs> well, it, I mean, in a roundabout way. It wasn't at a cemetery, yeah. but it was at a church camp. How's that? What else happened at this church camp? Well, we I'll tell know. you when we get back together here on these <laughs> no. news update, Cliff. There was more to this. There's more to this. All right, Cliff. Here's the first kiss story. Yes. <laughs> at a church camp. I was in church camp at Camp Reveal yes. on Boonville, yep. New Harmony Road. And I think yep. of this story every time I drive down that road. <laughs> okay. Her name was Jill. Yeah. And she had long, straight, blonde hair. Okay. I can still picture her. She was the cutest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> and she's standing there with her friends okay. on a pathway that used to lead through the uh, campground. I don't know if that's still there or not, but there she was standing with that long blonde hair yeah. holding a frog. A frog? A frog. Okay. And my buddy and I walked up and started yeah. talking to Jill, and she seemed quite interested in me for some reason. Mm-hmm. And she told me, Cliff, yes, that if I kiss her frog, she will kiss me. And I said, <laughs> okay. My buddies were all excited about it yeah. because you know this is girl germ territory. You know, on the first one, you know. <laughs> and so I bravely said, I'll do that. And my friends were like, whoa. And so she holds the frog up to my face, and yeah. I kiss this frog. Yeah. On the lips. Okay. And then her and her friends start laughing, and they run away from me, Cliff. And there I stood. <laughs> no. And now that I've said that story, I kind of think the uh, yeah. uh -huh. story about terrible kissers and your first kiss, I think it's more about human kissing, isn't it, Cliff, than it is no, uh, animal yeah, kissing. It's, it's definitely, yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, well. But for your personal experience, kissing a frog... Probably the best you could ever attain. It's not been bad, I'll have to say, Cliff. I, I relived that. In for, retrospect. Yes. It's kind of where it all went south for me right there at the church camp. the very camp, beginning. The very start, it all went downhill. We, we have discussed before on this program the various methods that states who have the death penalty can use to exercise that option. Mostly because while 31 states use lethal injection as the primary method, prisoners on death row do have the option in some states of choosing an alternate method, like, say, Mississippi, Oklahoma, or Utah, where those facing the death sentence can choose firing squad as the way to go if they so choose. Death by hanging, also an option in three states as well, and 11 states have the gas chamber as one way to go. And, well, they're firing that baby back up in the state of Arizona. There hasn't been any executions in Arizona since 2014 when a lethal injection went wrong and it took two hours and 15 shots to carry out. 
So prison officials say they're now preparing to use the gas chamber instead, spending $2,000 on ingredients need to, uh, needed to make a concoction that contains hydrogen cyanide. You might be asking yourself, how do you make that? And the answer is, well, the recipe's in the Nazi Germany cookbook. Just look at the end under Zyklon B, which was, uh, well, it was used in death camps between 1942 and 1945. <laughs> That's hydrogen cyanide. <laughs> Looking at the Nazi handbook is really cliff. <laughs> That's right. The cookbook. <laughs> the cookbook. How, how do you stir that stuff up? Uh, no one wants to know. Nobody wants to know that. And um, death by, in Arizona, they do. <laughs> and death by hanging wouldn't be very pleasant either, Cliff. I can I cannot imagine that that would be. I mean, is there a pleasant way to die? No, but that's among the least pleasant. I would think so. Yeah. Unless you're like you know trying to relive the Wild West or something <laughs> wherever you go. <laughs> True. We're hanging him at sunup. And another study has concluded the same thing as many studies before, Cliff. Yes. Chocolate is good for your heart. Okay. And that leads me to this question, Cliff. All right. Do you know any place locally here in the county that I can get one of those medical alert bracelets? <laughs> I'd say probably like a... Uh, Williams Brothers or most any uh, pharmacy would have something like that. You think pharmacies will carry them? Yeah, I believe so. Because I'd like to get one of those if chocolate is good for your heart. Yeah. And I would have on it in case of an emergency. Yeah. Place a chocolate chip under my tongue. <laughs> I don't think you'll probably get one that says that. Well, can you make up your own medical alert I'm sure bracelets? Could, I'm sure you could probably, yeah, somewhere. You might have to do it online. If you're going to make up stuff. If they had that, Cliff, put a chocolate chip under my tongue, I would be on the ground all over the tri-state. I would <laughs> be just on the, fall down. I would be on the ground more than a soccer player, I'm telling you. I would be <laughs> writhing on the ground, <laughs> pointing at my wrist, you know, like I yeah. can't talk, you know, <laughs> waiting for a chocolate chip in my mouth. Oh my. There was a guy in Australia who... Police describe as a hoarder. He shot and killed an <laughs> intruder. Okay. And then kept the body in his bedroom for 15 years. <laughs> no. He even hoarded the body of a criminal. That is a professional hoarder right there, Cliff. No if, kidding. Wow. You know, there's no catch and release here with this guy. Yeah. It, 15 mm. years, a dead body yeah. in your bedroom, Cliff. Mm -hmm. that's hard to explain to a date whenever they come around and look it's at your house. No, it's like, hey, what's exactly this guy doing right. there? And the man's name is Lawrence, Florida. And he's from Florida. <laughs> okay. And he went on a crime spree of stealing stuff, Cliff, where he stole white claws, barber's clippers, and animal tranquilizers. <laughs> now, that's I tried to put that together, Cliff. Yeah, what could you possibly do with that? I'm thinking, Mr. Florida... Yeah. is going to get drunk, knock out some animals, and then shave them. That's the only thing I can come up with there. <laughs> like, I'm, just, I'm just like imagining this guy like down at the zoo, stoned out of his mind, and climbing in the uh, ape cage where he gets the, <laughs> gets the, the uh, gorilla unconscious and then gives him a haircut. I, that's what I'm thinking, too. <laughs> I also think Florida should be this guy's middle name, Cliff, not his last name, because he's just perfect for that. 
Our ticket to the bank this morning is going to be much different than usual, Cliff. <laughs> much different. You, you mean entertaining? Well, it, I think it will be, <laughs> kind of. I hope so, anyway, because... Well, that would be a switch then, now, wouldn't it? That would be a little different, according <laughs> to you, anyway. This morning, without knowing all of the facts, yeah, I will attempt to diagnose our news yeah. director, Cliff Ingram. Diagnose? I think that you suffer from something, Cliff. <laughs> I was going to say, what makes you think I have something wrong with me? I just think there's something going on with you that you have, and I believe our Take It to the Bank will explain <laughs> okay. what's going on with you. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. And I believe yeah. our news director, Cliff okay. Ingram, suffers yeah. from this. Okay. And possibly, Cliff, one or both of your parents also suffer from this. You see, my friend, yeah. I believe you suffer from accelerousal. <laughs> what? Accelerousal, Cliff. I think that is uh, my diagnosis for you. <laughs> accelerousal. You have a case of accelerousal. What, what is that? That is the term for... Yeah. Angry behind the wheel when you're driving. What makes you think I would have that? I just think, Cliff, that you have this. What symptoms have you observed? And I, I just said, I, <laughs> I have no facts to base this on. Okay. I'm just going with this. And perhaps your parents do because they're finding out, Cliff, that yeah. this is genetic. Oh, it is. And people who experience it deal with about 50% more stress than drivers who don't. And even small things can trigger accelerousal, like okay. having to hit the brakes at yeah. a red light. That angers people who suffer from accelerousal. Now, Cliff, that I've thrown that diagnosis out there, you seem a yeah. little defensive. Are you saying you don't suffer from I, this? I, I, I generally don't get, uh, you know, angry or upset when I'm driving. Even when people cut you off and don't I'm, use their turn signals and pull I'm, out in front I'm, and turn. I might be frustrated. I might, you know, say some words that would indicate my displeasure. But I wouldn't say I'm like a road rage person at all. No. I think the researchers <laughs> should have just yeah. stuck with that term, road rage. Road rage. They're trying to get away from that and make us use... Accelerousal. Accelerousal. Yes, that's their new one, Cliff. So you don't suffer for that. My diagnosis is way no. off. No, I don't. Either one of your parents. Not that I'm aware of. Although, you know, sometimes when my dad's driving, my mom gets pretty upset over his driving, but I don't believe that's accelerousal. Okay, well, she's just <laughs> mad. <laughs> Cliff, was there anything said today? Indeed. Phrases of the day start with number three. I can take you to the site of the laundromat in Owensville. It's gone now, but it was right there. <laughs> I can't. Number two. <laughs> okay. Number two. The cicadas are actually peeing on you. And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today. A cemetery and a preacher. And I did a bad, bad thing. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a country song right there, Cliff. <laughs> If Luke Combs can't make a song out of that, yeah, I'm sure right. Blake Shelton can. <laughs> wow. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message.
Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.